Welcome to the Road to Black Podcasts, brought to you by the BJJ Physio. The BJJ Physio helps optimize the training of jiu-jitsu athletes so they can dominate their next performance. How do they do this? They provide strength and conditioning, physical therapy, and heart rate-based conditioning through a completely remote and online management system. Meaning you can be anywhere in the world and take your BJJ performance to the next level. Contact Dr. Wesley Reed at info at thebjjphysio.online or follow him at the BJJ Physio on Instagram to find out more. Also brought to you by Roll Union Jiu-Jitsu. Visit rollunion.com and follow Roll Union on Instagram to shop the latest jiu-jitsu styles. Roll Union brings you the best fitting gis on the market, the most comfortable rash guards, and premium soft jiu-jitsu tees. Next time you're in the market for some new gear, check out RollUnion.com for the stylish and the savage. Lastly, we're brought to you by DownToRoll.com. DownToRoll.com was born out of the need for an innovative way to find BJJ training partners during the COVID-19 crisis. With gyms being shut down for many across the globe, you can register at DownToRoll.com and find small group training partners in your area. You can message partners directly from the map and interact with other like-minded players on the Down to Roll exclusive network. Go to downtoroll.com and start training again now. Thanks for supporting our sponsors, and we hope you enjoy this episode of the Road to Black podcast. How you doing, buddy? Good, man. How are you? Here we are. I'm good. Busy day. Yeah, man. You've had, we both thought today's busy for me too, but. Busy start of the week. Hearing about your day was, uh, you've had a busy, busy day. Yeah. You know, it started with, uh, I normally on, on the, this particular day, I don't work a full day at chill fit. And, um, one of my employees came down with the vid. Oh, so yeah. So she's, uh, she's quarantined. (laughs) Oh man. So you're picking up extra shifts. Yeah. The man's got to work all the shifts this week. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I actually got tested on Sunday just in case I wasn't really exposed to her much, but, um, more and more people are, uh, more and more people have it, you know? I mean, I know a lot of people have gotten it now and most of the people haven't really even felt any symptoms. Um, a couple have, you know, but very minor. But yeah, just still dealing with the COVID fallout and had a super busy day because of that. And my days are always busy as a business owner, but uh, yeah, worked all day and ran home to get on the mic. Nice, man. Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, the vids, I I don't think I told you about this. Um, I talked to somebody recently who was at Masters Worlds. And the owner of that gym, which is to be na- to be to remain nameless, the owner of that gym texted a bunch of people and said that there were a number of competitors that were at Masters Worlds that all came up positive. So he was asking people not to mm. not to come in and do a little extra quarantine. Which yeah. I think we left off one of our episodes with you saying if. You, Going to Masters Worlds, <laughs> yeah. everybody's gonna get the vid. Yep, and uh, <laughs> I did say that. I, uh, it's I, uh, you know, it's it's inevitable, right? I yeah, mean, it's it's inevitable, man. It's everywhere right now. 
Yeah. It's it's everywhere. You can try to be safe, but I mean, not when you're doing jujitsu. No, man, there's no No. There's there's no uh there's no getting around it, man. You can wear people can wear their their masks on the mats, but it ain't stopping nothing. No. So not that that close contact and just especially in a tournament where you're one after another people, there's people everywhere. There's yeah. probably not the cleanest conditions just because of the pure amount of people. You know, it's it's tough. And they don't do a good job wiping the mats, as you've said. Dude, in I'm podcasts. gonna start <laughs> tweeting. I'm gonna start tweeting like IBJJF and oh, like man, it's so funny. I'm gonna put a side by side of them cleaning their mats versus how I clean yeah. my mats. And and like I'm just <laughs> gonna start done. I'm gonna start I'm just gonna start giving them a hard time about yeah. about them cleaning their mats. We need some more memes. Some mat cleaning memes. That's not a bad idea. That I'm would gonna do have it, seriously. That, yeah. Just tag them in every single one. You know, yeah, we'll see. So, uh, to get into the topic this week, I was, I was scouring the Reddit's uh, oh on RB. You I survived. Know. I survived. I I I pulled out of it okay, but I saw a question, and uh, the question was, "Does jujitsu ever get easier?" And I started thinking about it and all of that. And I started realizing, man, there's just a lot to unpack yeah. in that one question. Does jujitsu get easier? It's, <laughs> it, could be, it's, it could be answered easily, but it's not the same answer from no, everyone. Not at all. Yeah. And um, I thought that would be a good, thought that would be a good, uh, Nice little thing to unpack here. Does yeah, jiu-jitsu sure. get easier? Does it? So, <laughs> I think that... Um, How long have you been doing jiu-jitsu? I just hit 13 years just oh, this wow. month. Nice. Congrats. Yeah. So the first couple years was, I think I've talked about it before on the show, and it's had some consistency issues. Um, so it was it was on and off again, on and off again, and, mm-hmm. and then finally I got that resolved and so i would say total training is 13 years consistently uh probably 10 or 11 so how long were you at gds i got there at four years four years yeah four years nice so been in the game a long time bro i've been in the game a while yeah and i've been fortunate enough to Train at a lot of different gyms. Obviously, GD is, uh, I consider that to be like the highlight of my jujitsu mm-hmm. career. I don't, I don't know that it'll ever be like that again. And, yeah. you know, I can't set the expectations that I want it to be like that ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just different. Yeah, exactly. So it doesn't have to be like that. I really, but I really value that. Yeah, for sure. That that time. That was to me that was that's just the best the best it best it ever was. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, it, was a, it was an important time at your in your jiu-jitsu journey as well. Yeah. In terms of where you were at and developing development stages. Yeah. I think I personally think looking I, from the outside. For sure, man. And yeah. I I showed up there um you know, I was telling this to somebody recently. I showed up there and um, 
walked into that to that those training rooms and honestly when you look around at that gym i would have put i would have put any one of those training rooms against any other gym in the country and and been like i i think that the, i think that, that room is just as mm-hmm. technical and high level as any other room yeah. in the country um and Having trained at a bunch of different gyms, I walked into GDs and it was a completely different gear. Really? Like it was a completely different speed and a completely different gear. Um, and it was hard. Yeah. It was hard walking in there. I walked in really? for, so for the listeners, I was a, I think I had a stripe on my purple belt and I mean, it was. It was a tough, tough <laughs> transition. And then, yeah. man, my game just took off. So yeah. I guess to tie this back to the original question, does jujitsu ever get easier? I think you could become more like we'd kind of chatted a little bit about this. We, uh, before the podcast, just to preface the question, but I think it becomes more familiar, like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't think it becomes easier. Um, I think that the techniques become more fluid, but I think um, I think the development and refinement of techniques as you grow actually gets harder, and and you have to find more and smaller details. Yeah, to continue to progress that, and that's on yeah. the that's on the person. Yeah. And um so I think that technically yeah the moves get easier you build, you you build muscle memory. Mhm. But but is it easier? There's, there's new challenges. Yeah. That's it's what also it is. it's also the context of the person asking in the question because I know that person was brand new. Yeah. Um or or fairly new 6 months I think it was. Yeah, it was. Um as you sh- you sent me the little clip and um so that's important so in their mind they're asking if it's ever gets easier than what they're doing as a white belt a six-month white belt so yes i think we could answer probably yes to that because you don't have those same challenges and maybe those challenges are different more difficult than the challenges that we me you and i have it doesn't mean it's easier it means there's new challenges um there's you're you know you're not it's not the challenge of hey i'm going in and getting smashed under somebody's top game constantly every day because i'm a brand new white belt i don't know what to do and i don't know how to get a guard you know that's a whole net or or you know in that particular case that we were referencing this young person um you know was several months in and they still were liking the jujitsu when they were there but it was still difficult to get get going and getting into the gym just because there's a lot of hesitation and and it was tough for this you know this individual so i think you can work through that if you continue to do some of the things we did and you know we've talked about in the past and and basically just commit to it you got to go through the suck you know you got to go through the grind and that's something we all have to do. And that's probably why there's a big dropout rate, you know, at blue belt or before blue belt, you know? Yeah. Um, 
because it's tough and man, it's a grind. And, and a lot of people that are doing jujitsu had never done anything like this that takes that much effort and focus. Right. I mean, props to people that even stay in it six months, to be honest. I mean, it's a completely new and challenging thing for people. It's not like, uh, you know, I'm going to go start hiking every, you know, three, four times a week. And I've never hiked before, but it's completely different. It's just such, such a, a deep mental game as well as the physical that it's taxing on your mind. And if you don't put the study in with your mind and really focus on these things that no matter what level you're at, you're going to struggle, uh, greatly because you just can't go through, you, you can't just go to jujitsu and go through the motions, you know? It's and have your head some, somewhere else. It's just not going to work. So the questions posed very specifically, and I think in that case, knowing that person, you know, they're struggling with the new six, you know, they're six months in. It's a different type of struggle that we have as a, maybe a higher color belt, but you can get through that. You know, there's ways, and and I didn't read too many of them, but I think she got it was is a young lady, wasn't it? Yeah, the it question. Was. Yeah, correct. And she got a ton of uh, positive messages, and and you know, and she was very thankful because it kind of gave her the motivation to go and uh, keep at it, right? So, but it, it never gets to where you just walk in the gym and everything is just like. I mean, maybe if you're some advanced black belt, right, and you've been a black belt for twenty years, and and you're just you're okay with. I think a lot of it has to be, you've got to be comfortable with where you're at too, right? Because, yeah. you know, somebody that's been doing this 30, 40 years, an older person, they're, they're skilled as hell, you know, but they're not going to have the same expectations of themselves as someone that may be getting into it and having a hard time. Their struggle is going to be different. Maybe they're, maybe it is easy for them because they're not, and I'm not challenging themselves or not continuing to grow, you know? in some ways it's gotten easier. You know, it's, uh, for me as a brown belt, it's easier for me to go against a white belt yeah, <laughs> than I know. it was when I was a white belt, yep. you know? So yeah, it gets easier and e- that way it gets easier because it's a skill set that you're, you have an advantage on the person that you're training with. I mean, that's what it is. You know, you just have more, more in the, to- more tools in the toolbox. And yeah. a lot of it is, a lot of it does come with muscle memory, as you said. Because instinctively we do things as grapplers, as we've been doing this for years, that we would never did that instinctively before. And you yeah. probably see that in your own game, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. you have to, at this point, there's just yeah. things that you're doing where you had to focus on them as a white or blue belt. And now it's like secondhand. Yeah. And you see that too, with people who have been in the higher levels for long periods of time, when they teach things they they don't intentionally skip a small detail it's that they do it so instinctively that it's not even yeah. a thought process right exactly. so yeah. uh I, I, we've seen this with gary there's been a couple times when it's like some you know it, it, when he does that pretzel pass or whatever mm-hmm. i think there was actually a moment where he was explaining something and then you 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 actually chimed in and was like look he's He's doing this because he's done this so many times, but what he, there's like a little hidden piece here. Yeah. And I think that happens, um, 
yeah, that, that just happens with being in the happen- game a long time. Yep. Mm-hmm. It happens to me, you yep. know, especially teaching recently. It's forced me to like mine out every little detail where I did not do that before. I just did things instinctively, especially moves that I know. And, but when you start teaching them or as in, you don't even have to, you know, be an official teaching capacity, but you know, you're rolling with your buddy on the mat and you want to show them something, you know, it's one thing to go through it, but if you really break it down, there's a lot more that sometimes you miss because you're just, as you said, you just do it so often, you know? Yeah. I find that a lot, but also this, this point in my jujitsu journey, this is the, this is the most focus I've ever put on things like that. And so if I can contribute to the, is it get easier? Um, it's like a different level of focus. I would say at this point for me, almost to where you gain a bunch of knowledge. When you get all of this knowledge, it becomes easier to put things together and learn things that are new. Mm-hmm. So that part actually helps. I think just having, you know, having the experience and doing it for so long, it helps you learn new techniques versus someone that is a newer person. So the fact that you've learned all these years, you've learned all these techniques, you have tons of time on the mat, you have that, the muscle memory and the familiarity, anything new, you can actually, you have so much more in your mind to relate to you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like someone throws a new move at you now as a brown belt, I look at it totally differently as I did when I was a a lower belt. Mm Mm-hmm. Where in those belts, I might've just been trying to move, learn that one move where now everything I learn, I'm like, okay, how do, how can I, what else do I know from that position and how do I apply these things? And I mean, it's like constant now. And I found that especially in the last year, uh, year and a half at purple belt now into my brown belt for a year. Um, that's the way I think now. And that's really been interesting to me. And I, I'm, it's actually kind of something I've been thinking about and I'm excited about the future because. I think it gives, it gave me a little glimpse into like what black belts feel, you know, like the experience. And that's where they say the journey just starts at black belt. It's kind of like, it's a different game because all this it's, so I guess the cool part about what I just said is how I I make, want to make sure I get my point across is if let's say you're a white belt or even a blue belt with not, not a ton of years of experience and you, someone throws in a new move for you. And you're learning it in class, you might do it perfect. That's fine. That's great. I'm always everything I learn now, I'm adding it to like a very specific playbook that's yeah. in my mind. So yep. it goes as another page in the playbook. And the more pages you can put in that playbook, the more you can draw from and, and interrelate different positions and start chaining and transitioning. And that's really where I'm at with jujitsu. So, and it does, that does make some things easier because you're skilled, but it doesn't mean that the journey's easy. Yes. <laughs> you know, it doesn't 100%. mean that the whole thing is easy. I, I yeah. put in the work, you have to put yeah. in the work and sometimes that sucks, you know, um, there's always somebody that's, you know, it, and it depends on your, your training room as well. Right. I mean, there's always going to be somebody out there that can whoop you. Or, yep. you know, that is going to be more skilled than you. Yeah. And you're going to struggle with, maybe they're super technical and you just have no jujitsu compared to them. Or maybe they're a huge person and 
they outweigh you or they're a big giant person that's going to require you to play a different game and maybe you're going to get smashed more than you like. This happens at all belts, you know? Yeah. Unless you're some godlike jujitsu athlete that, you know, and they're out there, people, but, you know, in our circles and, and just training as a hobbyist, you go to different gyms and there's going to be different challenges and you're not going to, you don't win every battle. You yeah. know, jujitsu is a, a give and take, you know? Yeah, man. And it is, like you were saying, man, it is not easy. It's not easy at white belt, man. The suck is real sucky. Yeah. yeah. When, <laughs> when you're a white belt, man, it, it's tough. So I, I really mm-hmm. empathize with this person who was posting that. Does it ever get easier? Because, and that person's not alone. Yeah. I, and, um, but it doesn't matter how far you get into the journey. It's not easy. No. And even showing up to the gym at Brown Belt, like I, I enjoy going to the gym. I enjoy going to jujitsu. It's without a doubt, the highlight of my day. Every time mm-hmm. I, you know, every time I'm able to train. Yeah. Um, but man, it's, uh, it's still a grind. It's it is a grind. still, it's still difficult, you yeah. know? And um, you know, you were kind of touched on something that I've, it's, it's, it's so weird. I, you know, we've kind of developed a, a close relationship, so it, it's kind of weird for you to talk about kind of where you're at and how that you're putting things in playbooks and, um, you're not so much thinking about the specifics of a technique, but you're thinking of peripheral things. and. As something that I've actually been experiencing, I've actually been thinking a lot about it at, and I think that, I don't know if that's like a, a thing that happens at brown belt or when you start getting into that advanced, uh, yeah, belt. I think it is, I think it is, but, um, I've been noticing, you know, I'm, you know, I don't, I don't even think about techniques anymore. I'm yeah, literally like the the moves are just there. It's just boom, boom, boom. And mm-hmm. as I'm executing the moves, like I'm not thinking about it. I'm actually thinking about other things because I'm not, I'm not thinking about, Oh, my hand has to go here first. My hand has right. to do this. That stuff's now autopilot. It, yeah. It's just, I have moves that work for me. I have my game. I've got them dialed into where they work for my mobility and where my strengths are. Um, I'm literally thinking about other things like, oh, if I, if I transition to that, if I transition to this sequence, where is that going to put me? What, what position is that going to put me in? What position Mm -hmm. is that going to put that person in? Where are we going to land up or where are we going to land? You know, where, you know, things that are just peripheral, like a couple steps ahead, getting the, getting those steps ahead. And cause you don't have to think you're not, your brain power is n- is not even mm-hmm. it it doesn't have to think about the muscle member the the pieces of the technique anymore right and it's it's weird to hear you go through that because i've been experiencing the same thing and it's probably because both of us are starting to enter into that teaching role kind of at the same time yeah so we're starting to break a lot of that stuff down and think about that which i i find really interesting mm-hmm. um so i 
it it doesn't it does get easier <laughs> it does but it's, i think it's we changed still, our mind yeah it it does it gets easier than white belt that's for damn sure oh my gosh <laughs> dude yeah that's but rough... you always have to put the you always have to put the work in you know and you talk about that and it's like uh you you got to think about it the reason why you can do those things is you're you ha- it's jujitsu's on your mind a lot you know and um it has to be and it can't just be you know at some point yeah if you're training all the time and you're spending a couple hours in the gym a day that's it's going to be on your mind but there's other external stuff you know while you're watching studying breaking down videos all of that you know just being at work and you might maybe you're working some desk job and you're just dreaming of jujitsu i mean it happens guys yep. love it you know we it love does. it you know you, you're taking notes you're looking at notes you're watching an old you're watching something on your instagram or something when you should be working whatever it is you know those you're studying these things and i do that now i almost honestly i thought about this a couple of days ago i was like i should have been doing this shit way 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 before you know i almost took my but it just wasn't the time for it i feel yeah. like i didn't put in enough effort as a white and blue belt that's what i that's how i feel about my journey now so um I, I I worked out a lot. Don't get me wrong. I trained a lot, but I didn't do as much outside mental thought in, or on it. I just wasn't in that. Uh, wasn't in that mindset at the time. Um, it was when purple belt I started really doing a lot of external study, and I just it helped me my game so much. So I kind of look back on those, and now I just encourage even people that are new and starting out. You know, it's like you're going to advance as much as you learn. You know. Yeah. At your own pace. So you, whatever that is, just understand that you can pick up the pace and pick up the learning too. And so I just, and it helps as, you know, obviously, like I said before, you've been in it so long, so many years, maybe me watching a video, I get jazzed up about it where maybe someone that's newer looks at something in a specific or footlock or something and be like, oh, that's not for me. And that's okay. So that, but that does benefit you as you get those, yeah. all those, you know, plays in the playbook, all the tools it now, like there's moves now that I, I like say, I'm like, I've got to try that out in the gym. And I would yeah. never have touched that move a few years ago. Never. Yeah. So that's the growth. And that's where it becomes rewarding because you start recognizing that, yeah. that you're growing like that, you know, and you and I, we trained what two three years straight together mm-hmm. at least a couple of years oh, yeah. as main training partners and you know we're very similarly on the same path in that way and i think that's why you know we've both been doing it a while we're developing that mindset which i think is very important to be a black belt you know um and we had some great i think the the hardest roles like you're like my number one training partner where we always had like really, it was almost like a flow roll, but we went hard. Yeah. 100%. Like there wasn't a lot of stalling. We always just like went for it, but it was because we were both purple belts at the time or yeah. Yeah. And, um, it was fun. Yeah. Those were some of my, the funnest roles because we started really getting technical Yeah, and not stalling out, not playing like an old man's game. Like a lot of times I'll play, but you know, just going for it. And, uh, so we have a lot in common in terms of our skill level. We trained a lot together and we also have a lot of the same study habits and the way we look at jujitsu. So it makes sense that we're both feeling that right now. And in, in my opinion, you know, 
We're both on yeah. the road to black. We're both on the road to black. Um, and you had taking techniques that, you know, you use the footlock as an example. Um, a white belt and a brown belt looking at a footlock are looking at the same technique, but they're looking at completely different things. Yes. Does right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. exactly. Um, they're looking. My, yeah. at, they're looking at completely different things. Mm-hmm. I can remember being a white or even maybe an early blue belt, and I I never could do an omoplata. I first time I learned an omoplata, I was like, "How is this ever going to fit into my game? How am I ever going to do this?" Yeah. How am I going to get my hip? How am I going to get my hips completely out from under somebody and move and get my leg? That just is never going to be for me. I completely ruled that technique out of my game for a long time. It was just, I I couldn't imagine it. And then all of a sudden it was, uh, it was just really weird. It just, I hit an omoplata and it was like, holy shit, man. Like, and so then I started revisiting that technique. Like I can actually do that. Yeah. So for the listeners, if, if you're, if you have a technique and you're like, man, I don't think that's for me. That's fine right now. You may not be ready for it. That's okay to not be ready for techniques. But eventually with time, as techniques become easier, then that will, that technique will come. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's it's uh, perspective, you know, it's perspective and where, where you're at. Yeah, that's why we opened it up. It's like the question depends on where you're at in your journey. And when a white belt, I guess, asks that question, we know what they mean. You know, it's it's a grind. Yeah, you're, went- you're so much you're so much better off for it if you can stick it out, though. I mean, so what's what are the main uh, milestones? Having talked about that, that'll help. You know, right? You get your first stripe on your white belt. So that's one little. That's a big one. That's a big one. I think the first stripe on your white belt and the blue belt. The blue belt's got to be the king, right? Probably the best. I mean, some have said maybe the best promotion you could ever get besides black belt. But because that is like, I remember when I got my blue belt, I was like, I'm in the game. Yeah. You know, (laughs) just like, (laughs) seriously, it's like, I'm not a fucking white belt anymore. Oh my God. Yeah, because you forget we. It's been so long since we were white belts, but it sucks to be a white belt. It sucks because everyone to be a white knows belt. you're a white belt. Yep, that's I the know. first goddamn thing. Yep, it sucks being yeah. a white belt, man. It's like, and oh, man, you don't you tell know, you don't tell too many people about your belt when you're. Oh, you do jujitsu? Yeah, I've been doing it man, about eighteen months, a couple of years. <laughs> what are what, you did just hope they don't ask definitely not a white belt i am definitely not a white belt <laughs> you hope you hope it's like oh, i did been doing a couple of years and they just assume you're a blue belt i'm like mm, i'm not gonna tell them <laughs> dude all the two and three stripe white belts man when they get that next batch of white belts they're all just sitting there salivating you yeah. know they're just looking oh, yeah. they're looking at that that fresh meat man they're they're coming in there and, but you do you get your first stripe and you get your second stripe um, and you're starting to actually pick up on some things and, and f- for instance, this person who's been at it for six months asking if it's getting easier, you know, what that person actually needs is they need a new batch of white belts to come in and to train with them. 
Yeah. And because when you're constantly getting smashed and smashed and smashed, you don't actually get to see your growth. Yeah. Right. Cause you're just in the middle of suckville. Yeah. And all of a sudden that you get a couple new people come in, you roll with them and it's like, Oh wow. Like mm-hmm. you actually get to see your work. Yeah. For kinda, sure. Kind of, you get, you get to mm-hmm. kind of reap the, reap the fruits of your labor. Yeah, you exactly. Know? I can so, really relate to that dude, because uh, that was kind of my, my experience. You know, if, we mentioned, I mentioned it before, but for new listeners, uh, I've been training at the same academy for uh, over eight years now. And I, when I started, I started in like an early morning class. You know, I always have trained in the morning classes, like 6 a, 6.30 a.m. And uh, at the time, it was a very small class, but I mean, we're talking maybe, you know, it was when the gym opened, actually. So this is like, eight years ago, there wasn't a lot of 6.30 classes. Let me just tell you right now, you know, in the yeah. valley where I'm at, uh, maybe a few. Um, so I was all about this. And uh, I went in there. Sometimes there, would, there wouldn't be very many people in there. So th- I'm a white belt, brand new. Sometimes there'd just be a couple people. So for my whole white belt existence, you know, maybe there's, it, it was a growing class is what I'm saying. Sometimes I got privates with my the black belt instructor which was nice sometimes there yeah. like i would literally there was times when i would literally be the only person there i was like okay well here's a private and i get to roll like invaluable like that was great sometimes you know you'd have a handful and probably in those days maybe a big class was eight to ten people which you know you get four four or five groups of guys rolling and stuff good you know good amount and um i was always the lowest belt there was me and two other white belts and everyone else that came through and filtered through that class were all upper belts. So um, at the Academy they had at the time, like a, I guess it was either a white belt class or like a, a beginner class, let's just say. So I mentioned this story before, but you know, after training months, I never got to, I mean, I'm talking like there would never be white belts in there. So I was always getting beat up by everyone, you know? Yeah. And I was the lowest belt and I would, I would hold my own with the other two guys that I was coming up with if they were there, you know, but we weren't all there on the same days. So a very small group of people training group. And um, my point is, is that like, that's exactly what happens is like, I wasn't, I was advancing because I I got amazing at defense, Mm -hmm. honestly. Because I was always in bad positions. So it wasn't like my my start wasn't even like I never got a much of a balance with other white belts. There was like a lot of color belts all the time. So I I feel the pain of that. You know, that is yeah. it was very hard to continue to keep going. But I just, you know, I just kept doing. I was like, nope, I'll someday I'm gonna be a colored belt. And then this this is all gonna balance out, right? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the way I looked at it because you had to do it and I didn't, you know, it takes time to learn your technique as a white belt and try to just at least survive. But, you know, our friend Nick was training with me and he's a belter, you know, at least a belt higher than me. And he, uh, at the time he might've even been a blue belt, but he was just like, you know, I was maybe six months a year in, still not a lot of white, no white belts coming through. And he's like, you need to go to that beginner class at night a couple of times and start, 
you know, show him what you can do. Because yeah. basically it was a compliment because he was like, you're doing great, but you're struggling in here because there are always higher belts in here, you know? Um, so that was, that kind of opened my eyes at the time. And it just made me realize, you know, it's like, yeah, I got to, going back to last week, I got to kind of celebrate where I'm at, two, three stripe right belt, whatever, because I never really got to, I'm not submitting a lot of people, honestly, at that time I wasn't because I wasn't going with anyone new. There was no new white belts coming in ever. So yeah. I, you know, going back to what you said, she needs a new group of that does help, you know, because sure. once, you know, once I kept going through the belts and I got into an upper white belt, new people would start coming. The class was growing, got my blue belt, then white belts would be in there. Hey, now there's a couple of people that I can, you know, open my game up a little bit with and start, you know, and that, that kind of continues on through the ranks, right? Yeah. As you know, you know, um, different skill levels and it doesn't always, you know, skill levels, the color of your belt doesn't always match up with for yeah, sure what's going to happen on the mat. Yep. So it doesn't work that way. You know, there, there's killers out there at different belt levels that put in more time than you, you know, sometimes. So depending on who you are. Yeah. And I think that especially in the early phases where you are questioning like this person, does it get easier? Um, you know, and I, I, I rarely, I rarely give this type of advice. Um, it's not necessarily advice, but, uh, you know, there's the internal validation of, and then there's external validation. Um, those stripes, man, they feel damn good. Yeah, they to do. Be, and, and when you're in that white belt phase, um, working towards blue belt, man, it's nice. It's nice to get those stripes. It's yeah, nice it to get that, that, that external validation of mm -hmm. somebody acknowledging the work that you're putting in and the, the, the skills that you're developing, because it does, man, it gets hard. Yeah. Uh, it gets easy. It gets easy to get stuck and just feel like I'm not getting any better, which we've, we've, we've gone over that. Uh, you can, if you're a blue belt feeling that way, go to the blue belt blues episode. There's some good stuff in there. Yeah. Um, but it does, man, it gets easy to be stuck in that rut mm -hmm. and man, those, those stripes, they are powerful. <laughs> they are power. It's yeah, amazing, man. How much a piece yeah. of athletic tape. It's fun. It's hilarious. It's, it's hilarious. Yeah. Somebody you know? got a stripe today and I was so stoked for him. Like, yeah, you start getting, I'm always so stoked when somebody gets like a stripe, obviously a promotion, but even a stripe, because it's like, honestly, when I get stripes, probably the, the excitement level has gone down over time. Yeah. I mean, but when you're a white belt and you're getting stripes, that's like a different level. Or if you get your first stripe on your blue belt oh, or something, it's like, dude, that's yes, a big one. Too. That's a big one. Like, I just remember the stripes are the big thing where, I mean, now I kind of, you know, you almost know one's coming or one's not coming. It depends, you know, but I've been training long enough. Now I'm looking for belts. Yeah. But stripes, you know, I'm, I'm always happy when people get them. Me too, man. Yeah. Me too. And it's, so a, it's such a, it's such a, just a little uh, uh, acknowledgement of your, you know, your accomplishments, yeah. honestly. Yeah. And it, it, it does, man. It helps keep, um, helps keep people coming, especially in that early phase. You know, mm -hmm. there's so much to being 
consistent in that early phase. And I feel like those stripes really, I feel like at white belt, they really, they matter a lot, Yeah, matter a lot because you're, you're trying to develop consistency on the mats. And even if it's through an external validation Mm -hmm. that those stripes can help someone develop the consistency that can take them all the way through the belt ranks structure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think, I think the, the, the stripe and the belt system is without a doubt, a hundred percent, the most powerful martial arts system there is. And that's why jujitsu is blown up. It is, it really, it literally is because of the honesty of the belt and the stripe. That's what it is. Look at these other martial arts. They, they don't even have, they don't have these types of belt systems, you know, and don't talk to me about your kid that got a karate black belt in three years, you know, or whatever. It's not the same. Yeah. Like you, these, these things are held to such a high standard. I mean, you have to work for months to get a piece of athletic tape on your belt and it's understood and accepted, (laughs) you know, it's legit, you know, it, it gives people something to work towards. And to get that validation, that's what I'm saying. That's why it's, it's a, it's a underrated aspect of our, our sport slash art slash hobby. It really yeah, is because I, it, I agree. It, we take it for granted, but it is, it's a driver because we all like that. You know, we all want those validations. If you didn't have this system and all you were doing is getting an unofficial pat on the back, it would, you would, it, there, there wouldn't be as much advancement across the board. Yeah. There just wouldn't. That's we're driven by these types of things. And that's why it's so special when someone gets them because it, it's a, it's more of a acknowledgement, you know, it's a, it's a symbol of that, that, that time. Yeah. And, and we don't have to tell people, I mean, if you're in jujitsu, you know, people take these things very seriously <laughs> in terms of stripes and, you know, you can see it. It's people, people celebrate it online and will post, Hey, I got striped today. And, you know, from the outsider looking in, it's like, what the hell? What is that even, how is this person so happy about it? But, well, it's because of all the blood, sweat, and tears yeah. and time on the mat and sacrifice that you've made for whatever it is, for those, you know, four stripes on your white belt. When you're a four-stripe white belt, oh, you're a baller, dude. Yeah, you're just dude. like waiting for that big day. You're there. You're waiting. Yeah, you're, you're just there. like, God, oh my God. There's going to be a nice day coming up. And it is, you know, because especially a white belt, it's so hard to, it's so hard to continue. There's so much to learn and so much to, you're just getting smashed all the time and learning. Every day is just a brand new, you know. It's a brand new new. ass whooping, honestly. (laughs) It really is. Great way to put it, yeah. It's a brand new ass whooping every time that you step on the mats. and Got to earn that blue belt. It is well earned. If you get your blue belt, man, you know it didn't come easy. No. Um. So yeah, those stripes are they're they're powerful motivators, and they're a great way to keep people um showing up and keeping people building a, a habit in yeah. jujitsu, build, building consistency. Yeah. So yeah, man. It, to, I mean. I'm looking at the clock here and we're 45 minutes and, you know, feel like that question, it didn't, it, it's a gray area, right? Yeah. Like there's, it's not, 
It's not cut and dry. It's not cut and dry. And that's why it's I, pers- person dependent. Yeah. And, and honestly, the person that asked that question to, um, you know, I do think that it is harder for, uh, women grapplers. I think they have a harder road. Yeah. Um, and so we're going to get a, we're going to get some women grapplers on the show, uh, because neither of us can speak for women. Yeah. So, um, that's going to be great. I'm looking forward to that actually, because, uh, I need to know, <laughs> you know, what it's like to be a, a female on the mats. You know, it's, I have uh, friends that are savages on the mats, female. Yeah. And it is different, you know, it's definitely different. It is. It is but different. That's all we can do is acknowledge that it's different. I'm really want to get some people in here to share their experiences and help other people see it from different, you know, from different points of view, whether you're a woman or you're a, you know, a younger grappler or an older guy or gal, you know, get yeah. some different points of view in here because we can only, you know, you really only know what your own experience is. Everything else is kind of a assumption, <laughs> you know. On, on what that person deals with every day on the mats and what their struggles are. And uh, so that's one of the things we want to share going forward in this year is getting some uh, different points of view in here. So that'll be one. Yeah. Get some females in here. Uh, yeah, a- absolutely. Um, 100% man. Any stripes in your world lately? You just told me you're one of your clients. He, a couple, yeah. He just got a couple on his belt, and he was really pumped about it. He's a two stripe white belt now, and he's really pumped. Nice. I, I honestly, I hope that you know if he's listening, whatever. Um, but I've been sending out a few text messages to some of our coaches about from a coaching aspect. Mm-hmm. How. Do you, how do coaches know when is the right time to give a stripe? Yeah. And I have thought, well, that is completely, that is a completely <laughs> different yeah. thing to unpack right there because, right. um, everyone's going to have their own yeah. ways and methods and, um, standards, you know? So and that's to be understood, but. That's a tough one. I think you have to have your own. I mean, hopefully you, you have someone has instilled in you the standards, you know, whoever you are, if you're giving a stripe out, you probably are, you, you're familiar with what standards your coach had or what you've been around your, your entire career. You know, if you're giving a stripe to someone and you've been around long enough to, uh, you, you know, these things, <laughs> you, I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Either you, well, you know what, you know, you know, you could be at some, I don't even, I don't even want to put a location on, you know, I was going to say some small town rural, but there's great jujitsu everywhere. Doesn't, yeah. And there's shitty jujitsu everywhere. You know, it could be wherever, maybe you're at a school where you don't have like a super experienced black belt putting stripes on you, you know, and maybe they're promoting people faster than some other, somebody else would, but that's all they know. You know, sometimes you don't, you know what you know, and people have different skill levels you know? Yeah. And people, different standards, honestly, that's really what it is. Like if you're somebody back in Rio 
30 years ago, promoting someone is going to have different standards than today, much less now there's just hundreds, if not thousands of people putting belts on other people, you know, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's everywhere. Yeah. And it, so you almost have to, as a, as a community, we have to keep that standard up and not yeah. to get into that whole discussion, but. And you it, know. you know, it, it is tough. You, you want to keep the standard up. You also have to take into account the person, you know, I mean, um, is that, you know, this person may not be, I'm trying to think how to say it. Um, the individual does matter have they may not be the most technical but if they've overcome some serious adversity mm -hmm. and stayed on the mats i mean um does that and you know they are consistently showing up they're consistently showing up they're doing their stuff that months yeah. of training that person you know does that person warrant a stripe the same time a competitor who right. has really high, uh, you know, success rates in competition. Yeah. You know, they're different circumstances. Totally. You know, so it's. Mm -hmm. Those uh, can get tricky. You know? Yeah. So it's, uh, it becomes a really uh, individual basis of yeah. sh putting stripes on people. Um, We're all unique. We're all you know? unique in our our jujitsu, our our off the mat, our life stuff, our life circumstances. Yeah, um, that stuff all matters. Yeah, it and does. Um, and on I top think of, if you keep, go ahead. No, you know, character. Character is a big exactly. Character is a big part of that. You know, mm -hmm. how are they going to carry that stripe and present themselves? How are they going to carry jujitsu? How are you know that? Yeah, all the all of the character stuff matters yeah so for sure. um i think it's probably a little easier with stripes you know i mean we're talking out of our ass because we don't you know i'm not in a position to give anyone a stripe but i've seen pe a lot of people get stripes and i just know the community you know so my point is is like you see that difference of the maybe the hobbyist that's not that technical versus like a very technical competitor maybe they're at the same level same belt level yeah, and, and <clears throat> to your point, this guy over here deserves a stripe because of this. This one deserves a stripe over here because of this. That's okay. I think what's more important is the overall belt, you know? And it, it, I think it would be, I think it, it could get difficult at times where maybe someone isn't growing, but they are showing up to advance them into a higher belt. That's just my own personal opinion. I mean, there's got to be standards for higher belts that you have to be technical. You have to be able yeah. to, you know, you have to be able to do these things. I mean, that's just straight away. Or you'll be exposed on the mats and you don't want that, you know? Yeah. No one wants that. Um, you I just want it to be legitimate, everything about it. So that's, that can, I think the belt thing could be a lot tougher. I think there's plenty of leeway and stripes, but then again, it's like, Okay, this blue belt's been a blue belt for six years. It's got four stripes. You know, maybe if that person isn't really ready to be a purple belt, the coach or someone needs to to, to get them there. Yeah. You know what I mean? To yeah. figure out a way to get them there. Yeah. And that's hard when you have hundreds of students or whatever. But, you know, 
that's what the community does is, you know, I think we have, I try to take a part in that, you know, and help people get to the level where they need to be. And if that requires me to tell a close personal friend of mine to get to class more than I will, you know, it's like, sometimes it's that sometimes you're not, it's your own effort, but sometimes people put in a lot of effort and don't get results. And there's a reason for that. You know, there's a reason for that that can be, uh, brought brought to the surface you know and focused on whatever it is maybe you're learning the way you're learning isn't good right now you know you're not retaining knowledge yeah. or you're not applying knowledge there's uh but if you're going all the time you should be advancing you know what i mean yeah 100%. now you might not be advancing at the same pace as someone else but on the flip side i also think that if you're just killing it and you're just uh let's say you're just some badass blue belt or purple belt, let's say, and you're killing all these tournaments, but you, that doesn't mean you're going to just fly right by to brown belt. In my opinion, there's a lot to learn, right? Yeah. Competition success doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean you're a well-rounded grappler. It just doesn't. I I'm 100% sorry, but <laughs> there's people that are real competitive that have, uh, you know, very, very distinct, unique games that don't have a lot of variety in their game yeah you know what i mean so you can be successful or especially maybe at a blue belt or purple belt where you're just maybe you're using brute force to win your matches you know and you need to be more technical um you know so it works both ways and it's difficult because sometimes you might want to promote this person because they're winning all the golds but maybe their attitude sucks and you're the you're of the type that character means a lot yeah. Which I I feel it it absolutely does one hundred percent. So, um, that's but there's no governing body for that, you know. So if you got somebody that has low character and he opens his, his or her own gym and uh, you know you're promoting other people with low character and what are you going to be left with? Ben, a bunch of assholes. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know, we're, we 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 get into these conversations, but there's all types of jujitsu out there, all types of gyms and gym owners and personalities, and you know, you you hope that most of them are on the up and up. There's there's crap places, Dude. you know. And you know what, man? I this is a whole nother, a whole different can of worms to open. But uh, you know, just because you do jujitsu, or just because you are a black belt jujitsu or a brown belt jujitsu, doesn't mean you're not a piece of shit. Yeah, there are pieces of shit in jujitsu, all yeah. over the place. It's not a filter for douchebags. No, you know, unfortunately, it's not. It's not, Mm-mm. and um, it's out there. Yeah, and I I hate it, and that's why going back to what exactly you were saying. Character matters so much. Yeah. Character matters so much for for belt advancements, even stripes, man. Yeah. You know. Well, you just hope you're you're either you either have a school that's developing good character or you're at a school, right? I mean, if you're just a, a student, you gotta you gotta you gotta figure out where you're at. You know, if you if you're in a position where you're at a gym or an academy where you're thinking like, oh, and by the way, you've experienced this. I won't mention it. Like recently, right? I mean, not 
not all gyms are created equal and people have attitudes and I don't know if you recognize those things. That's a, that's a major part of it, I guess, is what I'm saying. If you're, you know, if you're walking into the Cobra Kai dojo and you see, you know, some of this behavior, is that really the place where you want to latch onto and post up and start your career? Yeah. Obviously that's an extreme, th- extreme example, but that's kind of what it is. You know, you know, do you want to fall into a, a bunch of assholes? And honestly, that's how it can be at gyms. Sometimes yeah. it's sometimes it's one or two people, but if you only have a couple people like that, usually the vibe of the gym will sort things out. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know, it's really the gym like that that can override and have that great character and then the leaders in the gym that set that example. You know, I I think that's a huge part. Obviously, it's a huge part of it. No matter what you're learning, and no matter where you're going, whether it's jujitsu or something else, if your leader, or your coach has a certain, you know way about them and way they hold themselves and in terms of character it's gonna it's gonna filter down yeah yeah if if, on the flip side you know if you got somebody that doesn't it's gonna also work the same way and you're gonna people get people that are that have less yeah without a doubt man cobra kai strike first have you watched it? Oh, dude, you know it. I'm working through season three right now. I watched a couple I episodes. I right through season three. Oh, did you really? It's, yeah, <laughs> two nights, two nights this weekend. It was oh, good, dude. That's funny. It's yeah. so good, dude. I, I love that show. Oh yeah, it's so relatable to me. Like, ah, that was my shit, dude. Karate Kid, dude. That Karate was Kid my was my time. Shit. Yeah, yep, for sure. When I was uh, that was I was a kid when that came out, and the first one, it was just like. It was, it's just, it's an iconic movie, first of all, but the way they did this series where they put the flashbacks in, yeah. it's great. It's it brilliant. is great. It's a, whoever wrote this thing is brilliant. For sure. They're so good. They're Dude, so my, good. My wife's never seen Karate Kid, but she's seen Cobra Kai. And I'm like, how can you possibly do this to yourself? I'm sitting here. I, I'll, I'll tell her like, we got to go back and watch Karate Kid. Oh, yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah. why do I need to watch Karate Kid? I, I know what happens. These two, <laughs> these two are in some sort of yeah. rivalry. The good guy beats up the bad, the bad dojo. So here we mm-hmm. are in Cobra Kai, where we've got the same two meatheads in a yep. rivalry. Their kids are rivaling back and forth, and there's all this drama around it. And I was like, yep. "Gosh, you're so right, but you're so wrong. You're so wrong." You got to see the time. movie, though. You got another reference. It's so great. It makes it even better, you know, because especially well. It's probably not the same for her because she didn't grow up. But for me, it's like nostalgia. You know, I'm just like, I see these little clips and I'm like, this is brilliant. Because I loved that movie. And that was just like, you know, it was just, it was the movie when you were a kid back then. It was like, oh, here's this poor kid. He can't, you know, he's getting bullied at school. And and the assholes of the school were so relatable. Yeah. That's exactly how guys were back then in the 80s, you know. (laughs) So. And for him, just it's you know it's the little guy getting one over on the man. So, dude, I think that uh, I actually think it's like the one of the best parts of this whole series is that what's what's the lead guy's name? Ralph Macchio, is that right? Yeah, yeah. He he did Karate Kid. He's done three three seasons of now Cobra Kai, and he still doesn't know how to throw a sidekick. (laughs) It's awesome. I love I watching him throw. It's so hilarious. Oh, it's so hilarious. They do jujitsu in this season. Well, how no, many episodes they don't. are you in? Yes. 
a lot of the moves they're doing is like jujitsu and judo related. You'll wait, you'll see. I think and it's I'm, hilarious too because they don't know how to choke. There's a couple <laughs> of scenes. Yeah, you gotta see. You gotta see. It's funny. There's oh, like dude. some kind of spinny throws, and they'll do like some kind of north south choke type. It is you just you'll see it. It's in the karate, but they it's not karate. Maybe yeah. it's karate, but you know, to I me saw it some, looks like some bad jujitsu. Uh, I saw some like spinning. I just got to the episode where he goes and meets up and uh, with he goes to Japan. Oh yeah, dude. So yeah. that brings I, back episode Karate Kid yeah, too. Absolutely. Yes, yep. which I also loved as a kid. Yep. I loved. I didn't like any of the ones after, but Karate Kid one and two, that was really shit. Because yeah, I was watching that with my lady the other night, and she's never seen Karate Kid two, and she was like, "What's so what? What's the significance of this guy? You know." Yeah, yeah, spoiler yeah. spoiler alert the guy he fights in japan comes comes into the scene and uh she's like what's the significance so why why did why is she so like why was she so in love with them back then because they did like a little clip and i'm like yeah well the reason why he you know this was such a big deal oh she's like how come no one's stepping in you know he's throwing throwing back to the credit kid two fight scene in japan uh-huh. you know and I was like, this is a fight to the death. Yeah. And I said it just like that. And she just looked at me like, you are such a dork. <laughs> <laughs> and, and sure enough, like two minutes later in the show, they, they reference it? that. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, they, 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 because they, no one, if you didn't ever see it, you wouldn't know. But uh, like a minute later, they reference, they're like, it's because we fought, I fought you, I fought for the death, you know, yeah. fought to the death for you. And they made a little reference to it. And I yep. just look at her and she's like, oh my God. But that was the shit back then. No one's stepping in. Oh Yeah. Miyagi Absolutely. looks at Miyagi, looks at him and says, this, this is, is for real. This, yeah, this is for real. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Uh, I love this show, dude. I dude, cannot wait for season four. Is there going to, they've, they've got to do another I season, I hope they right? keep going forever. It's brilliant. Oh, I fucking man. love it. It's brilliant. It's just so corny and cheesy, but it's, and that's the eighties and how Johnny is so clueless. Oh my God. Yeah. That's one of the most hilarious things about this season too. He gets on Facebook. Let me, let me just, I'll leave it at that. Oh, great man. show. Well, dude, that's how I feel watching two, two white belts go out of this. <laughs> this is a fight to the death. This is for oh real. My God. This is for real. The season finale of season three, I won't spoil it, but there's a lot of fighting in it. Probably like the whole episode. <laughs> oh, my God. You'll gosh. see a lot of fight scenes in that one. So it's so good. I encourage oh, anyone to go out there and watch it if you haven't seen it. Yeah, get after it, people. Get after now, on that th- show. There's three it's... seasons you can binge on. It's it's a fun show, man. It's a great break from everything else right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool, buddy. Well, all right, man. Next week we've got some surprises coming up soon for everybody. So uh, keep with us. Hang in there. Stay Have safe. a good week, guys. Get some safe training in, and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Road to Black podcast. Once again, please support our sponsors, the BJJ Physio. Contact Wes, he'll hook you up with some customized programming for your game. Take it to the next level. Therapy, performance, the BJJ Physio. Also, Roll Union Jiu-Jitsu. Check out the latest styles, Jiu-Jitsu, casual wear, training gear, Check them out, RollUnion.com. Follow on Instagram, at RollUnion. Thanks again for listening, everyone, and we will see you next time.